Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 Crystal, can you hear me loud and clear? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say loud and clear, but I can hear you, so it still (laughs) sounds like you're a bit bit muffled. Okay, well, I'll see if I can... I can fix it. Um, right before uh, we went on the air, usually I, I just bring my microphone and, I, and I, it takes two minutes to set up. And last week when I was getting the show wrapped up, I, I was running out because I had to do something real quick. And I just balled my microphone cable and my, my headphones up and threw it in my closet. And today when I went to pull it out 10 minutes before showtime, I pulled out, you know, the ball in the Christmas vacation movie <laughs> of, of, of Twinkle Lights? That's what my yep. microphone cable looked like. So, I was trying to get it untangled, and the more I tried to get it untangled, the more frustrated I got. <laughs> so I, I had a Clark W. Griswold moment, but uh, hopefully it's passable. Um, if not, I can try to tinker with it a little bit. But um, otherwise, uh, let's get this show started off the top like uh, sure. I meant to. I just wanted to have a little preamble because right when I was testing my microphone, we got the intro kicked in that DDP radio is ready to go and it wouldn't be DDP radio unless I drove right into the VIP spot right here at the (laughs) DDP radio megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. I pulled in, in my very expensive Italian sports car. I slammed the door. I threw the keys to my, my uh, parking attendant, otherwise known as my wife, Katie. Don't tell her I said that. I took the (laughs) elevator all the way up to the top part of the top floor of the top building in all of Raleigh, North Carolina. And I climbed rung by rung by rung all the way up the tower, the biggest tower that goes into the sky and out near the edge of space. And I looked to the great white north, and in that great white north, on the snow-capped mountain, on top of the snow-capped mountain, on top of the little less snow-capped mountain, of Mount Ontario, there's a light. There's a burning light, and I feel the fire. I feel the warmth coming off that light. And I shoot the signal all the way to the Great White North, and it blasts back at me and all over the world. And that's how GDP Radio happens every week. That's the secret sauce. That's how we get to the people. And, of course, my one and only co-host, the keeper of the light, the keeper of the flame, the keeper (laughs) of the warmth, the Canadian quote master herself, Crystal Stewart, how are you? Um, I'm good. Um, I can't be the keeper of the warmth. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's already <laughs> snowed here. Wow. That's right? That's pretty crazy. It's already snowed there? Um, it has it hasn't stuck around because the ground's not frozen yet, but it has technically snowed. Wow. That's yep. pretty crazy. It's, bar- it's barely even October. We already have snow on the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario. <laughs> right. This fictional mountain. Yeah. Um, but without any further ado, I'm, I'm just here. I'm wasting time. We can't be wasting time because we got an awesome show here tonight, and we only got an hour to yep. do it. So without any further ado, I know that you – I say without a further ado a lot, and then there's usually a lot further ado to have you had, so it's kind of like <laughs> a, a, a bullshit. Um, (laughs) 
I just realized I have a couple things that I go to and I say way too much and I'm trying to catch myself. One of them is uh, without further ado. And another one is stuff like that. That's my, that's my little go-to vocal, like stalling thing. So without any further ado, without any, (laughs) without any further ado and stuff like that, Crystal, I know you've been working very, very hard to get our guests booked all the way up until the new year. I think we're already booked up and every single week you bring a story an inspiring, a motivational story. And every week I'm like, this story was awesome. There's no way we can, we can hit it again next week. And consistently week after week, you're bringing us some inspiring and really great DDP warriors to showcase their journey here on DDP radio. And I'm pretty sure if I know you, you've got somebody on hold here who is going to live up and uh, deliver us another great motivational story. So Without any further ado and stuff like that, Crystal Stewart, you want to tell us what yes. you got on the show tonight? Absolutely. So this week's Warrior of the Week is my friend Rick Egbert. Um, came to me in a weird kind of way. So I, I was, you know, bogged down with a whole bunch of paperwork, and my cat jumped up on my computer and right flip to his page and that's how we found him or that's how I found him. So, yeah. So we all have that voice in our head that contributes to the feelings of our stuckness. Um, Getting into better shape and making yourself a priority and committing to change is far from easy. We all know that Um, it's a huge mental game and it's a huge mental commitment that we are um, fully well, we fully agree it's not easy. We are aware of that. <laughs> We've been there. Um, there are many things that contribute to your success in this program. Deciding that you're not going to stay where you are and applying yourself to the changes that will usher in wellness is not easy. It requires you to show up, and it isn't a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. Imagine what you could do and what you can accomplish if you just don't give up on yourself and you show up. And this is the reason why Rick is on the show this week. So without further ado, please welcome my friend Rick Egbert to the show. Hello. How are you doing? Hi, Rick. Hey. Hi, Rick. How are you? Doing pretty good. Just finished up my night at work and going to just relax and talk to you guys tonight. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time, man, especially after a long day at work. And uh, it should be a fun show. Just uh, we'll call it in the ring and figure out, well, you know, unravel your story and see how you got here. Um, before we do that, though, I, I got to inquire. So, Crystal, your cat yes. book is picking the guest. Does it have any winning <laughs> lottery numbers it might want to tell me about? Uh, Actually, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, sorry about that sidebar. I'm already off the rails, and it's way too early right? for me to be off the rails. <laughs> so, uh, Rick, we always go into the DDP Warrior of the Week. There's a reason why you're here. You know, your story stood out. People uh, nominated you, um, or a cat picked you. Um, but we always <laughs> like to uh, highlight the warrior because what we do here is people inspiring people and people listen to the story and they hear something that they relate to and they hear situations that they relate to. And that's a great way to motivate people is just sharing how you got here. And we all have one standard question and we kind of go from take it where it is to start with is uh, every warrior, every superhero needs an origin story. You know, what is your story, Rick? How did you get here? How did you initially take that plunge to try DDPY and then uh, we'll move on from there. Um, initially, I started in 2015. I dropped close to 100 pounds, but the problem I had was I didn't get the mental part there. Um, 2020, I started back up, dropped 80, but I've kind of I stopped. And then I started going every day. I can't remember. I know when that I'm on day 323 but I can't remember the exact date, but I know the day after Christmas, I kind of realized how bad I was getting because I'd been going consistent and trying to do that, but I finally decided I needed to, cha- ugh, needed to change. 
because I'd eaten an entire Yule log and my kids were with their mom and my depression was just horrible. And it's like, I can't stay where I am. I know I've gained back. I think I was back up to 358 at that point. And I was like, I can't be here. I can't continue to live like this. Like I have to go one more time and have to just give it everything I have because if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And I'm never going to get better and I'm never going to be better for my kids if I don't decide that I have to make myself a priority. And there's still been struggle, but I've shown up every day since then. And how much has the loss currently, Rick? Right now, it's a, I've been stuck at about 80 pounds. I've had some trouble with getting back into with my eating, but I still try to show up every day. And it's just pretty much been stuck there for about – months but I've yet um, what was it Monday decided it's like I have to I didn't really start over but I went back to energy and was like I'm going to go back to the basics and rebuild myself and create a new foundation and I'm going to do a new why video because I got close to where I am I don't remember the last time I wore an extra large shirt before this and I'm now in an extra large to a large which I don't think I've been that size since high, before high school. That's amazing. Uh, so, wow. would you mind sharing with would you mind sharing with everyone what is your why? Exactly. My why. Like for me, it started out first as, and it kind of became a lot of it was I wanted to get healthier because me and my kids enjoy roller coasters and oh god 2020 we got a pass for king's island and i couldn't fit in one and it really just brought me down and then last year during the winter i didn't realize that how bad i'd gotten again and we went up to cedar point and i couldn't ride half of them which they're a lot more of a thrill area than what they have down in cincinnati but it was looking at myself it's like i've let myself get to this point again I swore I'd never do it, and that's what's made me just keep pushing because I want that. I want to be able to enjoy time with my kids and get out and do stuff with my kids and not have them just sit there and see me doing nothing or being too big to do something fun with them. Right. So they're my biggest thing. And for me and my youngest three, they love roller coasters, and so that was another big thing was to have that and to be able to take them out to new places and, have that experience with them. Wow. Wow. That's, 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 that's awesome. I've been to Cedar point too. And I think I went when I was at my, you know, one of my heaviest points and I was one of those guys that had to sit out all the roller coasters, but that ended up being a great excuse because I didn't want to go on any of the roller coasters. I was scared to death of them, (laughs) but uh, Cedar point in Sandusky, Ohio, right? Home of Callahan auto parks. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Tommy yep. Callahan, <laughs> but um, no, that was that was a cool place. But uh, I think they had like one of the like the biggest roller coaster in the world or something, or one point or like the one of the biggest drop or something crazy was there. Sure. And, and that was the only time they I had... was glad that I was so fat so I could use that as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> they had this. It became this, but they also have, which became my favorite, was Steel Vengeance, and that one just flings you all around, and it's like you have to get yeah. down and. Let's go do the stretcher. I can't remember what they're called, but what Dallas and all the stretchers like, we do this at the airport. It's like, you have to do that because it's like you go flying, and I wear a vest normally that has different musical bands and stuff on it, and my kids had to slam it down because it started flying off of me from how much <laughs> we were twisting around. Oh, no. Oh. That 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 that's awesome. I'm I'm gonna steal a joke from Jim Gaffigan and say my favorite. Like when he goes to Disney, he said my favorite ride is the air conditioned monorail ride back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so no, but but that I mean that's a hell of a of a reason, right? It's a hell of a why. And uh, you know, a lot of people who who gain weight, you know, their kids do suffer because you you can't be the dad you want to be. You can't be the you know have fun and do things you would have sit on the sidelines for a lot of things and that's pretty soul crushing for, for a father to have to do um you know do your kids understand the weight that you've lost do they realize the significance of your success they do and they've been a big driving factor 
it's they're one of the reasons why I do everything. I have custody of them, and we always go out and do different stuff. They've come up with me to meet, or we went down to Kentucky to meet DDP, and they've gone up to the Ohio DDP gathering that we had a few months ago, and they've gone to all of it. They, when they were younger, they wanted to do a little more. Now they're, they'll say they want to and then get a little hesitant about it. But I've always left it open. It's like, I'll show you. I've been trying to get my mom to do it. And it was more my uncle that really, like, brought it home for me with how much I lost. Because he looked at me and he just goes, you're a shadow of yourself. And I can't remember who else I've had that kind of did that where when they saw me, they didn't recognize me, and it was an old coworker that I worked for years with. And someone's like, do you know who this is? They're like, no. They're like, this is Ricky. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, amazing. I, I, I love it. I love it. And uh, congratulations. That's such a huge, huge deal. And it's always nice, you know, those compliments and stuff. You know, uh, as much as I tried to stay humble and stuff, it really does kind of lift you up uh, your your – your mindset and stuff. And it's, and it's good to be acknowledged for that. Cause there's a lot of hard work and I, it's always fun when you see people you haven't seen in a while. And first thing they ask you is, are you okay? And the second is, <laughs> 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 oh, that, that's cool. So, you know, you started in 2015, you had a few ups and downs throughout the years, which is, I mean, every single person who comes on this show usually tells us a story of, you know, at a point where things, you know, it got hard again, and you know it's it's part of life. And being a guy who's been fat and not fat my whole life, over and over again, it gets discouraging because you realize you just you can't. You know, as soon as things start to slip, you know things start coming on again. You know, how hard was it for you to kind of reel it in when things got you know out of control a little bit and realize I really got to step up my game because it's it's a hard realization to realize when you put on the shirt that you fit in last month and. Now it doesn't fit so well anymore. How did you kind of pull yourself together and pull yourself in? A lot of it I've had to do is I've had a few people like um, Ryan Cecil, who was just on the Facebook Friday. He's been a big help for me. I have a group for Cincinnati people, and it's been a help to have other people that I know that I can talk to, which is something I didn't have the first two times. I never really got that part of it. And now, because for me, it was always, I haven't gotten to the point where that, but I also kind of went and every time I go down a size, I've been donating or throwing away all my shirts to basically go, if I go back, I'm going to have to make myself buy everything new. So it's making sure I just, burn the boats, get rid of everything I have, and not have a way back. That's actually so. a great idea. Uh, yeah, that, I because, mean, that's a great mindset to have. Right? There's no fallback. If it's not there, you can't you can't depend on it. So <laughs> yeah, go back to it. Right? I think that's so, great. I, I, I tried to, to do that the past couple, you know, when I lost weight, I, I got rid of all my clothes, but I have a bunch of rare t-shirts and my mind, I couldn't part with them. I'm just like, I love them. So I put them in storage and I got to tell you, I've lost weight and gained weight quite a few times. And I just, I lost more weight in the past few months. And I went to my, my storage bin outside and got all the t-shirts that I liked from, you know, the last time I lost weight. So it was great pulling out the old t-shirts too that you can fit into again. But I always say that if someone stays in my house and they're between large and five XL, I can hook them up if they forget their luggage. Cause I got everything, every size. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few two X left that are band shirts, but I've also taken with my battle vest and chopped up some of them. And it's like, we're going to stay you on here today. That way it's still there partially, but I don't have that comfortable size to fall back or my kids have taken some of them because they like wearing my shirts even now that they're teenagers they still see music shirts and like oh we want to wear this oh that's cool yeah that, that's, that's, cool. All, that's always cool to be able to and then you know there's so many cool ideas people go on etsy and make quilts out of those things now too so i really should just get rid of them and discard them but i just you know some of those <laughs> things are just pack rat stuff for me but um well, you know, that that's 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 pretty amazing. And, you know, you've lost 
80 pounds recently. Is that, is that where you're at now? Yes. I'm, I'm, my goal by the end of the year is to get to 250. My lowest that I've been was in 2015. I got to 272. I was at 277 in August. I had a lot of problems with my depression come back, and I've still been fighting it, but it's more where before I just kind of go, eh, and quit. It's like there's not great days. There might be days that my eating's bad, but it's the fact that no matter what, even if it's doing bed flex, I show up and make sure I get it done, and I feel the difference in my body. I feel how much better I feel just having that movement, and it makes me feel better it's, because I'm never able to completely slip into my depression if I keep doing something. It's it's the catch-22 thing. You know, so many people, when they're depressed, find it impossible to get up and get moving, but when they do – DDPY and exercise in general is such a great cure for depression and it really is but it's one of those things that like you know we have the cure but there's you know it's like it's 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 a catch-22 situation and when you're feeling like that knowing that DDPY is it's going to help you it's going to you know if I get out of bed and just do something that's going to help you with the depression, but the depression's also the the uh, the roadblock in the way. How do you kind of uh, how do you, in your daily life? How do you fight that? How do you choose to work out and just get your ass off the ground, even in your toughest moments? A lot of the times, it's been even if it's close to when I go to sleep. It to me, it's the fact that I look at the that I've been going for so long. It's like I can't just give that up because it's something that drives me to want to keep going. Um, there are days where it's like, I will, like I said, it's just bed flex. It's something that I can do easier. It might not help me completely get out of it because there's been times where I have tried to do more and I get frustrated and you just scream, holler, cuss. And it, I find it easier on those days to do something small and not try to force myself into more because I get myself a little more frustrated if I try to force a lot more than what I mentally feel like I'm able to at that moment. And it keeps me consistent and keeps me going at least. And I I mean, the goal, right? The goal is never to beat yourself up. It's to contribute to a better tomorrow or a better today or a better moment. It's never to beat you, beat yourself up because, you know, you, shoulda coulda woulda so and i can't say i'm perfect at that i've a lot large part i've kind of stepped away from facebook for a little bit i'm going back now but i kept i was getting to that point where i was beating myself looking at other people's progress and it would get me down like why didn't i do that why haven't i done that and it's like i had to go i have to step away i can't be here because i can't judge myself based on others success or what they're doing because I'm not the same, but there's that part of your head. For me, I've always had the depression. I've fought it for a long time and it's getting a lot better, but it's still, it's like that little demon that wants to try to kick in and find its way at any little hold to take back, but you have to be able to be stronger to fight it and not let it win. Oh, that's, I mean, that's such a, it's, it's, in, it's also learning about yourself and learning, you know, when you should push forward and when you need kind of the mental break. And so much about changing your life is getting in touch with, you know, who you are and what you're, what you are and you're, you know, what's good for you and learning about your body and your, you know, your mental health. Um, so when you first started DDPY, were you did were you active in the past? Had you had periods of working out? Were you athletic, or was this something really new to you? And how did you kind of navigate the first few months getting on board and and, and getting a regular DDPY schedule? When the first time when I started in 2015, I was not active at all. I worked in food service, so I was active in that sense that I've always had to move and go fast. But, like, doing any type of exercise, that was non-existent. When I started back, I'd still been semi-active. I wasn't doing DDP yoga, but I loved to hike. And so I was always out walking around, trying to find somewhere new to be. And that's 
been a big part for me is being able to still get out and be active like that. But before I never did anything and it was really watching Jake Roberts when he first started that kind of brought me on to wanting to do it because he was one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid. It's kind of funny how it all comes back, you know, because Jake has had, you know, an amazing turnabout. I was trying to think of the word. Um, And, you know, it's funny. When we grow up as kids, I I used to see, you know, people like Jake in a much different light than I do now. And, but now I understand more. And it it's interesting what you learn from someone when you take the time to, you know, get to know someone or learn their story. So I think this is why, you know, DDP radio is so important as well, because you get to hear what someone is struggling with or what someone has had to go through to get where they are. And that's really important. I think that's very important. And between him and then, I haven't seen much. Raven was another big one, and I've joked with some people because I have the onk like Raven does because for a long time I associated with him and his whole story in the wrestling where what he would say, and I've joked that it's like I have DDP and Raven still fighting. And my mind, when it's like that darkness wants to take over, and you have Dallas there trying to just give him the diamond cutter and take back over and go, no, this is where you need to be, monkey. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So when you first started, like, obviously, as, you know, I'm 39 years old and, you know, I, I dealt with my weight issue my whole life. And, you know, when I'm, when I'm younger in high school and stuff, like, you know, my reasons were, you know, girls, you try to get girls to notice me or whatever, you know, <laughs> as I get older and, you know, now I'm just like, it was vanity before I wanted to look cool in that outfit. So that girl would date me. And now it's like, I get up and out of bed and I'm just like, I just want to feel good this morning. You know, how I just, I just want to, uh, you know, get those aches and pains uh, out of me and stuff. And it's, your fitness goals change and your whys and your reasons change over time. And you have to be willing to kind of let yourself, you know, dictate where and why you want to go, where you're going to go in the future. Do you have any kind of, you know, goals with this? Do you want to become a DDPY instructor? Do you just want to stay healthy? Is there any kind of uh, changing goals that you'd like to see yourself get into in this process? I wanted to be an instructor since my first time, and that's something that I'm working towards with rejoining um, Energy more because I know you're supposed to be able to get so far into the green with it, and I've always had trouble with my heart rate. I always had get engaged and engaged unless I'm, like, screaming at the top of my lungs. It wants to stay fairly low. Um, I want to do that kind of – some vanity I've been trying to lose weight I'm single so I'm looking for someone and for me it's the better I feel the more luck I think I'll have and it's also doing this has let me become more of who I wanted to be because I've been able to find my personality that was just kind of buried within all the stuff before I've become more of the person I wanted to be I was talking to my friend the other day that with the piercings that I've gotten, the tattoos, it's like I'm becoming my old creative character from SmackDown vs. Raw because I'm becoming more of the person I wanted to be, where when I had the weight, I couldn't be that person, and I want to keep losing so I can keep doing that and keep progressing into a happier, healthier person. And But I do really want to do the instructor program because that's I'd like to help people and like to help others get past their issues and get past what's holding them back so they can be better and so they can succeed with their goals with BDPY. It's it's amazing what is accomplished with this program. Everyone, you know, when they take a look at this from the outside looking in, they always think, oh, you know, it's just yoga or whatever the case may be. But, well, it is 
so much more. I mean, it's different. I never thought that I would be in the boat I'm in, but I am so grateful that I have a tool like DDPY to help me feel better. And that's huge. And I mean, I'm not beating myself up or my body up um, to feel better. And that's important. I think that's very important. I tried, when I first started, I tried going to the gym again, and I was just like, I don't know how to lift a weight. I don't know what I'm supposed to do to do any of this stuff. And I stopped because it's like I'd feel sore afterwards. It's like, I don't want to feel sore. I want to feel refreshed and right. like my body feels good, which is how I feel when I'm done doing anything with DDPY. Yeah, I I feel there's no other way to put it. Yeah, I mean, the, oh, sorry about that. No, you're fine. Uh, I was just um, I was just saying, you know, you, you talked about how you're kind of more willing to put yourself out there and kind of be who you are and stuff. And you know, being a fat kid my whole life, most of my life, I you know, you you put up those screens and stuff. You put up those protective barriers, so. You know, my fat doesn't become a handicap for me. I use it to kind of make friends and stuff. But, you know, when you start getting a little bit of confidence and you start feeling better and your attitude gets better, you kind of let yourself pull the, put the walls down a little bit. You kind of feel more comfortable in your own skin. For right or wrong, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, you, know, you feel more confident when, you, when you're looking better and feeling better especially. And what – have you kind of noticed about yourself that you're not really willing to like do or, or go there several years ago? Are you, are you able to talk to people more socially? Are you more out there? Are you, you mentioned the roller coaster thing. You're really allowed to, uh, you let yourself evolve and you let yourself kind of take more chances when you're feeling better and, and healthier. What about yourself? Have you really kind of, uh, you know, experienced since losing weight that you never would have done before? A lot of it is just getting out and doing things. I've tried to go out and find new places and just little random off the beaten path things that I can take my kids to. Like we went to um, Point Pleasant the other week for the Mothman Museum. It's just being active now is something that I did not do before. I was happy to just sit home, play a video game, and stare at the TV. Or now I try to get out and do more. I'm Better at talking to people than what I was, but I also worked as a manager in food service, so I was pretty good with that, but I also had to, like, once I'd leave, I'd just stop. It's like, I've talked to people all day. I don't want to talk to anyone now. (laughs) I'm able to approach people a little more than what I used to be able to when I'm not in a work setting. So what would... Um, new Rick tell old Rick the main thing I could think that I would tell me is to start earlier or if I could go back to when everything was going on the first time basically get my head right to make sure that I don't give up and don't slide back There was, unfortunately, a lot of problems happening at that time that kind of prevented it. But if I could tell any of myself before, just don't give up, start doing something, and get moving. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So uh, what what is your workout schedule now? Do you do it? You know, I know you said you tried to – gone back to some of the basics um do you find yourself you know doing better with like the basics the energy and stuff and and kind of changing it up or what is your workout schedule looking like the last few days i've mainly done just energy before i had some of the issues i was doing um i can never remember which of the two stretches it is but the two stretch i do one in the morning and one at night um, I try to do an hour long one in between there. And then if I had a chance, I'd try to go out and walk or run. I've gotten 
more of that back now recently, but I find that at least doing something as soon as I wake up or a little bit after I wake up and then something later on in the night really helps my body because it releases all the tension and everything I've built up throughout the day. And that's where I found that the two stretches, putting them as like bookends for the day really seems to help me. That's amazing. Do you have a position that you you haven't hit yet that would be your, like, this is what my goal is, I want to hit this, whether it be Black Crow or Headstand or anything like that, that you'd love to just, you know, nail in the next couple of years? I would like to be able to do Black Crow. I do have <laughs> some problems with my shoulders, which I think some of my issue when I do push-ups is still mental, but I've also had problems with my elbows lately, so I'll go to do the push and I'll hear the left one pop and it's sore a little more than what it should be. So I'm going to have it looked at, but I want to get to where I can do black crow and then headstand. I I have um, two reconstructive shoulder surgeries, uh, complete, like all metal and stuff. So that was one of my big um, things when I started, I was very cautious of my shoulders and, it took me a long time to get over that, but I think a lot of my problems in life came from after my shoulder surgery. I didn't properly rehab them, and DDPY actually turned out to be the best rehab I could have ever had. So I definitely understand being cautious of, of certain parts of you know your body and your shoulders and elbows and stuff. Um, and it, a lot of it is, is physical. A lot of it is mental because I know how my body reacted to a lot of that stuff, so I was a little hesitant to kind of really put it out there, but keep at it and, uh, you know, you grow with confidence and you get stronger in those areas and, and you'll be hitting it before, before long, man. Thank you. That's what I'm doing. Mine is, I think, a fear of my grandpa, my sister and me all have shoulder problems where they'll pop out of socket. So I've always still, I'll get to where I can hold some push up and then it's more of a, if I feel like I need to, I go to my knees, but that's something I found I shouldn't beat myself up over because it'll get there one day. I mean, your body will tell you when you're ready. Right. We always say don't hate on modifying because at one point there's going to come a point in your life that you're going to need it and it's going (laughs) to be there. (laughs) I modify all the time. Me too. Recorded (laughs) some of my stuff and put it on TikTok and it's like sometimes even in lunge it's like I've got to go down to a knee it's like I don't feel it right now or it feels like I need to go down it's like do that and then you can pop back up give yourself that little break that you might need and you never want to push your body to where you're going to hurt yourself no because mentally you know it becomes an issue you know that you always think you need to plow through everything and you really don't you really don't need to plow through anything. Be, can, be gentle with yourself. That's that's it. I think that's the biggest difference between any other workout in DDPY is everything else. You're made to feel like you're doing it wrong. If you have to go down or you have to do something that's a modification where Dallas always tells you to modify when you need to, and he'll do it so you see that even he has to modifier he likes to tell you when he's had problems doing something yeah yeah well, i mean it, i never realized and in dallas talks about this all the time but i really never really realized that you know throughout my life there's been times where i've been you know working out in the gym or on the treadmill and stuff and i always felt good when i got back but i always felt like i got my ass kicked the next day and, you know, you realize that when you're doing exercise right, you'll feel sore in a good way. But, you know, you're beating up your body a lot of these, especially when you get older and your treadmills and running and knees. And I've we've been very well documented in the show, my disdain for running. Um, I'm not running unless I'm in a horror movie. And in that case, I'm just like, I'm not going to die running. So just take me now, Michael Myers or whatever. Um, but I, I, Halloween reference. There we go. Um, I always, you know, DDPY, I always feel restored, not broken down. And I didn't really realize the significance of that until I started DDPY, how much a lot of the other exercise, even with the best intentions and probably better off for it really just kind of broke me down. 
it's something you can do for a long time to restore yourself. And unlike a lot of other sports or, or exercises, it's something that you don't have to necessarily lose as you get older. Right. Right. I agree. I think it's better for you when you get older, but look at Ted who's doing it in his eighties. So that's what I want to have to where I can still be able to do all this stuff when I'm that age. He's amazing. Still be that active because I, my grandpa who passed last year is a big influence on me because I always was impressed that up until his, mid-80s. He was in his 70s when he had his first heart attack. My uncle, who's younger, had one before him, and he was always a big inspiration to me because of he was an old farm boy, and I just when he started getting older, it's like, I want to be able to do that, and I want to be able at his age to still be able to move like he did. Because he, until his last few years, nothing ever stopped him. He was still driving to Florida every year, still out, still active, and still doing something. That's amazing. We um, we sometimes get conditioned to, you know, when you're old, you got to, you sit there in your recliner, you watch TV, and you die. And I think that more than ever, there's a, you know, there's this kind of embracing of, of age and, and embracing of getting older and I see people like GDP and Ted and like just so many people around this community who who are crushing life you know later in life and I think it's inspiring you know I don't want to sit here and, and just spend my last 10 years immobile or, or suffering it's like if I'm going to have the opportunity to kind of just control my destiny like why not put in the extra effort and make sure you get the most out of life in those later years I think that's a pretty amazing goal and we have so many people in this community who are doing just that it's not a pipe dream we talk to people we see people every day who is getting old gracefully not even gracefully getting old kicking ass you know look at ddp i wouldn't call him graceful i'd call him an ass kicker. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you call him i would agree with you that was unfortunately for my grandpa that's what really was his last thing was when he lost his mobility from COVID that's kind of where it stopped and it's like that's like I said that's really my thing is to I think more people now embrace that when you're older you don't have to be you don't have to just sit there they want to be able to get out and still do stuff for as long as they can and I mean I think that's one of the greatest things about the time that we're we've all kind of experienced being, you know, put on the sidelines for the last, what, two and a half years or whatever the case may be. So as the world is coming back, you know, now we're all anxious to get out and just experience life again. So, you know, it's important to just do or even attempt to do what we're capable of doing. I think that's hugely important. I think that's very important. And for me, it's strange being in my later 30s now and the fact that I'm active more now and do more now than what I did in my 20s or teens, just a strange feeling to think about. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I think about myself, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I'd done some of this earlier, you know. Well, youth is wasted on the young because now, like, there's all this stuff that, you know, I'm like, damn, I wish <laughs> I'd gotten off that, you know, sooner. But, you know, thirty, mid thirties, late thirties, that that's nothing. You got plenty of life to live. I got plenty of life to live, Crystal. You got plenty of life to live, and uh, you got to do with it what you can. Um, do you have any like trips planned? Anything fun planned for you and the kids coming up? I you named off quite a few different places you've been recently. You guys got anything fun on the horizon? Um, This weekend, we're going down, they're going down to Bristol, Tennessee. I'm going to Charlotte, North Carolina for Carowinds, which is more roller coasters. But I was supposed to go with someone, but I'm still taking it and going to enjoy my time. And I'm bringing my yoga mat and have a nice hotel room. That way I can do it there. Or I like to go find a nice woods. And to me, one thing that I, I just thought about, 
that I've done more now is I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I've gone where they've played at a playground or something where they wanted to run around somewhere. I'll bring my yoga mat and I'll put my headphones in and I'll do something. And it just, I'm not afraid to show that I'm doing this. And so many people might say something, but it's really, you have to be comfortable with yourself and realize a lot of them aren't that comfortable to where they would be out doing something like this. And so I just enjoy getting out into somewhere new and listening to either Dallas say something or doing my own kind of DDPY-inspired workout. I think that's awesome because you're contributing to yourself, and that's amazing. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. You're you're able to do that. You're able to carve out some time for yourself. And that's a huge thing for a lot of people. Although we've had all this time on our hands, um, <laughs> I, I hardly think that all of us have been productive or kind on uh, ourselves. So yeah, That was something I had to do during... COVID because I was in food service and we never stopped. We got, we actually got busier because everyone's out. I was in an ice cream store when I started doing this and lost the bulk of my 80 pounds, which I always found funny was both times I was in a place where losing weight is more of a joke because when I did it the first time, I was working for Dunkin' Donuts. And that's the last time before I was working with Graders, which is an ice cream store, and talking to their owner, they looked at me like, I don't eat dairy anymore. He's like, I can't have the donuts or ice cream. She's like, what do you mean you can't mm-hmm. do that? <laughs> She's like, you're a manager here. It's like, I can have them try it for me. I can lie yeah. to the people and say, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, my health is more important right now, and I need to not eat this stuff. Well, that, that's Did you ever make... <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever make the correlation between what you were eating and how you were feeling? I did. Like the few times I'd go out and have to try the ice cream, I'd realize how bloated I felt. Like once I cut it out, I started feeling a lot better. And I don't feel like if I go into one of my depression states and might eat something, I have started realizing that it's like, this makes me feel horrible. Like, it doesn't make me feel better. Like, it used to be that thing where you'd eat it and you'd feel great. It's like, this just doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel worse. And then yeah. you feel lethargic and bloated all day the next day. And when I stopped eating stuff there, I really felt like I had a lot more energy. And it got to a point where I really didn't want to eat anything there. Like, I knew that they didn't have GMO and all that, but it was still, if you ever had it or looked it up they are very indulgent and they're very decadent their pride is that they only have three percent of air in their ice cream because the way they make it but that whole heaviness like really would make me feel just down oh yeah and so you know you you learn a lot oh i'm sorry go ahead man I'm, I was just going to say, I'm glad I gave that up. And even now, I've not really found many ice creams that I want to eat because the non-dairy, some of them, they're still just as bad for you as the regular ones. Well, that might actually have been the best thing. You know, they say, you know, being my cat's hacking up a hairball yeah. in the background. I apologize. Um, <laughs> There's something about this episode in cats. Like, my cat's cats. yapping over here in, in, in Crystal's cat shows. Okay, buddy? So he usually doesn't hang in here with me because he's not usually well-behaved during this time. But it was probably the best thing for you to probably go through that realization at work because, you know, they always say, like, the people who often, you know, work somewhere don't use that product or who eat somewhere don't necessarily eat their food. Uh, it's just something when you're around it all the time, the mystique is worn off. And maybe the fact that you were there kind of in a way just turned you off to a temptation that might otherwise still be sticking around. Yeah, it really did. Especially when I 
started giving it up. It's like, I just look at it like, I can't do this. I, it was harder on days where I'd forget food, but I was like, I have bananas and I have pecans. It's like, we're going to eat it. <laughs> or if I felt like I wanted something sweet, always having a banana there has helped. I've noticed that since I've given up a lot of that stuff, my taste palate's different where yeah. fruits and vegetables taste a lot sweeter than what they used to. And some of that stuff just does not taste right anymore. Like I haven't had pop in almost a year. And the one time that I grabbed someone else's drink and took a drink of it, it just tasted like really sweet, nasty stuff. And I mean, how much of a blessing is that? Because, right, (laughs) you have gotten yourself through all this and gotten rid of a lot of bad things or not so good for you things for the good stuff. So to take a step back now would be, you know, almost overwhelming. Like, like I've told, talked to someone the other day because I brought up pizza. It's like I've tried all the alternatives. It's like they don't taste nearly the same. And it's like I've, they're like, won't you have a pizza? Like, nope. It's like I did that once the first, when I did it the first time, and it's like it feels like someone punched you in the stomach. And yep. I'm fine without going into dairy. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. And, well, when you've been doing it for a while, at first you feel like you're you're missing out or you're you're sacrificing something, but after a while you realize how much better you feel and the desire to do try that stuff no longer uh, is 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 strong, you know. And like you said, you know, when once you're off it for a while, when you try to get back on the sodas and stuff like that, it just ugh, it feels so just overly saccharine and stuff. Um you know, you re- you really do retrain your taste buds, and at that point, what's the point of trying to go back? You're somebody, you're someplace manageable, and someplace you can be consistent. That's that's a pretty awesome place to get you to the point where you can read your body and read how you're feeling, and let that kind of dictate your diet. And that's a big thing, and like Dallas says, it's like it can't be a diet because diets are just going to die. Every time I've tried to do something that was a diet, I've never been successful. But changing it and realizing that you're giving up stuff, but it's more for a reason, and then you kind of lose interest in wanting it, like you said. So it becomes where you're not going to want to just binge on it. It's like you find an alternative to the potato chips, or to the ice cream or whatever you're wanting. It's just finding that alternative and staying with it, not letting yourself. Because the when I went back, it's like you kind of realize that you have to rebuild a tolerance, and then it's like, that's no fun. What? Why did I want to do that to myself? Yeah. Right, and I mean, there's a, huge, there's a huge difference between a choice and a restriction or, you know, something that you make an effort to actually make a choice to change or you're restricted or you're demanded that you have to do something, it makes it 10 times harder. So I would sooner go the easier way and just, you know, cut it out and become healthier than sit here and eat it anyway and see if I feel awful and going through that whole process when you know that it's going to make you feel graphy. The little kid being told, don't do this. And then right? you do it anyway. <laughs> yep. no, no. I, I, you know, I always said when I was, when I was younger, I said, mom and dad, when I grow up, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Yep. I'll eat all the pizza in the world. And then I get older. I'm like, is anyone supervising me over here? Can somebody please bring in someone who's responsible? I need an adult. Wait, I, right. need I need an adult in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so we only we got a couple more minutes here. So obviously you can't predict the future. Well, I can't on this show, but call me on one nine hundred number two nine nine a minute. I can do it over there. <laughs> but I'm not doing it for free on this show. But um, you can't predict the future. But looking down the line, what do you see for yourself coming up in the next few years? Where do you want to be physically? You know, do you want to? Obviously, you said you wanted to get certified at some point. Where does uh, Rick end up in the next few years if you could have your uh, your pick? If I could have my pick, I'd want to actually be under 200 because I don't have an idea the last time I was there. 
Um, I'd want to be able to do all the positions without having to really modify or have to worry about my shoulders. I'd like to be certified and even if I can have that more as my job than doing anything else because it'd be something I love and something I enjoy doing. And I just want my kids to be successful and to be somewhere that they're happy. That's amazing. That's a great way to be. Well, I'm, I wasn't going to give it away for free, but I see in my brain that's where you're going to be in my Mike Mullins predicting the future. So uh, <laughs> you better get there because now you're going to prove me a liar, and that's not good for my psychic business. So congratulations, <laughs> man. Um, no, Thank I'm really you. happy for you. You've been working really, really hard, and it shows, and you're passionate about the program, you're passionate about the future, and you're, you're putting the work in. And uh, I'm so happy for you. I'm sure your kids are super proud of you. And I, and I hope you'll come back and chat with us and, and, and give us an update sometime in the future of uh, what's going on, man. But uh, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Is Rick. there anyone in the community you want to shout out or anything, anything you want to plug in the meantime um, before we head out? Um, for me, I know I said something about him earlier. I really got to thank Ryan Cecil. I've hung out with him a few times and been a great time. Um, I can't remember all the people from the group chat that we have, but they've been great. Damon, Stacy, Brittany, they're all people that live around the Cincinnati area. We have Sam, who I haven't heard much from, but I hope he – is able to find it and get back on track because he had a really great um, run last year or the year before. And I'd like to see him back to where he was. But all those people have helped me. Um, there's a lot of people and a lot of people that I've kind of like looked towards and Brian Tan's one because he was one of the first people I watched when I did it. Um can't think of how to say Stephanie Kelly's last name, but she's <laughs> been a great help. <laughs> I am horrible with pronouncing stuff. I look at it and go like, yep, I know, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> well, I, I just did that because I knew that, so I wanted you to put you on the spot. But <laughs> no, I'm Well, we appreciate you coming on. I hope you'll, you'll check in with us later. Uh, since then, I uh, interviewed for a radio gig years ago in Lexington, Kentucky. I ended up turning it down, but I spent uh, that week in Cincinnati. It was a really cool city. So uh, congratulations on all your success and your weight loss. And uh, you'll have to come back, like I said before. And uh, thank you very much. Rick Egbert, everyone. Is that how you pronounce it, Egbert? Yes. Okay. I'm terrible with names, too. I will too, definitely so. be back. <laughs> absolutely man thank you so much and uh another awesome ddp radio episode thank you rick so much thank we, you this is night. why the people come oh thank you Ben. uh crystal we always wrap things yes. up with with the quote of the week and that's why people come it's like it's like guns and roses going to see guns <laughs> and roses and then they don't play paradise city everyone's like angry and go home people come to the show to hear the quote of the week that's why they tune in every week. So, Crystal, I need you to deliver a really good quote this week, and then we'll, we'll blast on out into next week. Sure. So this week um, definitely applies to Rick's story. So this week's quote is, don't forget while you are busy doubting yourself, someone else is admiring you for your strengths. That's a, that's a great one. And and we spoke about that earlier. So I think you, you might have the psychic ability. Your cat's picking guests, and then you know where <laughs> we're going ahead of time with your quote of the week. There's some spooky yep. stuff going on here. It's Halloween season. Uh, I right. think that might have something to do with it. But thank you, guys. Great episode. Great time talking to you. We'll be back with another brand-new episode of DDP Radio next week, I think. And until then, yep. have a great week. Own it. You guys have a great time and just hope that you don't see Crystal's cat walking by your desk at midnight. <laughs> that thing's <laughs> creeping me out. <laughs> see you guys soon. <laughs>
Oh, You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. <laughs> 